Hey everyone, welcome to Way of Life Podcast, where we firmly believe that everyone picks a way in life and what way you pick is extremely important and directly affects how you live. In this podcast, we seek to interview people from all around Australia and beyond on life's most important topics. Whether you're a Christian, a skeptic, or someone with a whole heap of questions, this podcast is for you. My name is Matt, a pastor living in Brisbane, Australia. This is Way of Life Podcast. Come on in, we're going to do some uh, Q&A. Um, so you, you, people from online or in here have uh, sent in some uh, some questions and we've all uh, uh, voted on that. So the first one we've got for tonight, Frank, is uh, is a good one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the flood slash Noah's Ark? Noah's Ark was a massive flood. But science would say... There have been many massive floods. It's not just one. That's the difference. So often people say Noah's flood created all the fossil record everywhere. Um, uh, but the, uh, science would want to argue uh, that there have been many big floods that have caused the kind of things that we actually see, the stratification we actually see. So for me, Noah's flood is so well described and I have no particular problem. Uh, with it. Uh, How universal was it? That's something I find very hard to answer in terms of uh, how extensive it was, I guess, that I find hard to answer. But uh, it's so well detailed in the scripture that I I have no trouble with it whatsoever as a real flood in which Noah uh, had a real ark and in which he really survived. Yeah, okay. Cool. (laughs) I don't have any particular problems with that. Yeah, cool. Um, another question, could God have created old things like created isotopes already decaying or trees already grown? Um, yes, yes. You could say yes to that because in one sense, uh, God is um, totally in charge in that sense. But I, I have some doubt about that and I'll tell you why, because what would be the purpose? If the purpose was simply to establish the earth as is, you know, then one could argue, okay. But if it was there to fool us, I would have, I would, I would be a little bit more toey. I think I'd push back on that because I don't see God as deliberately trying to um, uh, make it hard for us in that sense. I, I don't see it that way. And, so I tend to discount that possibility as a real option. Um, one can always say it's possible, but I, I just don't think it fits in with the character of God. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he's a, he cr- creating God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, another question we've got is, what parts of Genesis should be understood as story without resonance with nature? Is it all of it? Or is there only parts of it? Uh, concerning things where kind of traditional understanding fails? I think part of that, it's, that's a hard one to answer. And it's a hard one to answer because 
Um, certainly in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, uh, it's, Genesis is a book of beginnings. It's also an attempt, uh, people believe it was written by Moses as part of the Exodus. That's, you know, that's part of the mm. uh, 1450 BC kind of thing. Um, to what extent, uh, I find that hard to answer in the sense that I think, um, Certainly, in the area of cosmology, that has had an ancient has an ancient kind of uh, ring about it, and that's an area that I happen to know something about. Hmm. I find it harder to answer in the area of such things as the Tower of Babel, for instance. So the I find it out, but it fascinatingly though, if you look at lang- linguistics, languages are related to each other. Um, uh, you know, people have found relationships between languages. In fact, there's a huge area in linguistics, mm. you know, where it's uh, shown. So in other words, um, there is an aspect of that which you've got to give credibility, even though how that, uh, how that came about, I find much harder to feel uh, whether that's, symbolic or whether it's not I, I i can't answer that i just don't have enough knowledge of that in that that level yeah. i do have knowledge of the area of cosmology i know where those kind of limits are but by the time you get to genesis after 11 it becomes almost um straight history for of 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 uh of the jewish people the israelites in fact mm. but there are issues there yes you're right and 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 um, where you draw that line, I'm afraid um, I find that hard as well. I struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a tricky answer, uh, tricky question. Yeah, it is a tricky question. A good one, a very good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got another question. This one's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, within the theory of evolution, it was stated that there would be trans transitory uh, fossils found. Um, that has not been eventuated. Does that cause any issue for the theory? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Um, uh, yeah, yes and no. And the reality is that that certainly has been a, um, a question mark um, uh, scientists like Stephen Jay Gould have uh, tried to understand, have a kind of a stratified evolution, uh, have tried to put that idea forward. Um, no, in another sense, because diversity is a very, you know, it's very sort of, uh, uh, is very open-ended and fossilization is not exactly something that happens to every animal that ever lived. Uh, it depends. It depends on where you have had the fossilization occurring, and to say that there aren't isn't any transitions. Uh, there are no transitions in between. That's not so easy. I mean, people see changes, for instance, in the in feet and in in bone structures. People do see those things. Mm. Um, when you start talking about transit, trans, uh, transition, um, what you are thinking of is that, you know, uh, 
particular cat becomes this particular cat becomes this particular cat becomes this particular cat. I don't think it's that simple. I think diversity, more diversity, so diversity, more diversity, more diversity is the real uh, thing that we should be looking at. So, yeah. and transitory, transitory uh, changes, um, uh, they do exist. Yeah. The sense that, uh, you know, we have moments where we see this and we compare it with this animal and there's a relationship or appears to be a relationship. Mm. Um, but uh, all the bits in the middle, right, yes and no, we don't have all the answers. That's yeah. quite true. We don't. We don't. And, and um, it raises interesting questions about the process of evolution. So let me, let me say something which I think is important at this point. Um, to say that you think evolution has occurred is uh, is is uh, uh, reasonable. To argue that time plus chance are the only operators in actually changing those species mm. is another issue. Yeah, it's much harder. So to argue that evolution has occurred, that is, there's a relationship between the species. That's what we're saying, really. Yeah. And to say how that's come about, and so often time plus chance are then the actors, if you like, in a scientific solution to the question. Mm. I'm not so convinced about that because some work has been done some years ago. Um, it was published in Nature 2010 by a man called, uh, uh, by Professor Pagels, and he looked at... Um, what he looked at, he looked at a whole lot of genomes. Genomes are the collections of genes from different animals. Yeah. Uh, and he said, okay, let's look at find the relationship between them. Let's mm. try and find the relationship between them. And he did a whole lot of interesting statistics to try and work out to work backwards. And the idea of um, uh, gradual changes, which is what's being taught in the high school system so often about evolution, time plus chance, that only accounted for 6%, in fact, of the changes that occurred across the genomes. Um, mm. In fact, it, he came to the conclusion that happy accidents also occurred, in fact. Yeah, okay. And now you start to open the whole discussion again of, well, happy accidents, that's nice, but what are happy accidents? He called it accelerated evolution, and yeah. in one publication called it happy accidents but the, the the reality the reality is in fact that uh gradualism uh um uh, species becoming gradually other species you know and separating from the main or whatever yeah uh, that only accounts for six percent in fact of the changes in the genomes there are other things going on and that's an interesting discovery yeah uh, that we have to allow more factors than simply time to chance. Yeah. And I, of course, being a Christian, would be very happy to acknowledge that God is involved in his universe. I mean, we pray and we expect God to be involved in what, what, what in our surroundings. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, well, why can't we be involved in his creation? It just doesn't seem, it never seems to make any sense to me, you know, that people yeah. don't allow that. That's a good point. I like that. Um, 
Maybe we've got one or two more. Um, are there any points where your scientific knowledge has changed your theological understanding of God or are they totally separated? No, 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 no. They work together very much. One of the things that I, because I'm an astronomer actually, one of the things that I um, know about the universe is there are some 10,000 billion, billion stars. Now, what does that mean? Well, if every star was a grain of sand, so we have a beach. What kind of beach have we got? Well, we've got a beach that's 100 metres wide, 10 metres deep, and a million kilometres long, and every grain of sand would be a star in the universe. Wow. It's a big beach. It's a big beach, but <laughs> it's also a big God. Absolutely. Because... A God who has made that reality has allowed that the reality to develop from beginnings, mm. has guided that development. He knows the stars by name. Mm. 10,000 billion billion is hard to count to. If you want to waste your life counting, even if you, you live about 80 billion seconds, so uh, 80 billion seconds, so count um, uh, a billion a billion per second, which you can't do, but count a billion per second. That's still only 80 billion billion. But there are 10,000 billion billion stars out there. Wow. It will take a few. You know, we haven't counted it exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've just done like it's like the fates that you go to. You get a bottle of jelly beans and you have to work out how many jelly beans in the bottle. And you take a puck because you take a small section and then you multiply it up. That's basically how you do it. Well, that's exactly how astronomers have done it as well. But my point is simply this, that the God we worship is a remarkable God, and I think that has certainly been something that's fed into my appreciation of who I am worshipping. Yep. You see? Yep. When God says to Moses, uh, I am, you know, Yahweh, I am, or I will be who I will be, as the Jewish people would say, mm. you know, that is a remarkable God. Mm. Absolutely remarkable. So that's just one example. But when you start to look at the fine-tuning, when you start to look at information in the universe, yeah, the fact that DNA exists, mm. you know, how do you get that blueprint to work in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Nobody has the answers to that. And 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 I'm not I'm not there by saying that that's. Uh, uh, I'm just making the point that that blueprint exists, mm. and all of life has that blueprint. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's information. Yep. You know, it's it's like Morse code. It's dots and dashes, but it's got information in it. Mm. It's the same kind of thing. So those things have enhanced yep. my appreciation of the existence of God, definitely, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. awesome. I'll finish off with one more question. Um, sure. This question says, Genesis says, and there was evening and there was morning, the first day, etc. and it goes through the days. Yeah, sure, sure. So it does seem to infer a day similar to the 24-hour day we are familiar with. Um, I presume it's asking, what, what do you think about that? Mm. I think evening and morning are just simply dividers. That's all they are. Yeah. Uh, if I look back to the beginnings of Genesis, I would want to argue that uh, day could is more than 24 hours. Uh, 
the, the trouble is if you make it 24 hours, where is 24 hours? Um, if you go towards the north of, uh, or towards the south, um, things change significantly in terms of uh, daylight hours, in fact, and, and seasons in the year. Um, okay, the Earth does spin on, uh, you know, around in 24 hours, um, but it, it just seems to me that how we know that 24 hours is uh, uh, somewhat arbitrary, in fact. You know, um, why do we have 24 hours? Uh, it could be anything, we can have any number. We can have any number to say that we make a rotation between, um, you know, when we see the stars in one position and then the next day we see the stars in another position, we happen to call that 24 hours. Mm. I, I don't think that the 24 hours is nearly as significant as people make it out to be. Yep. I think the idea of God being and creating in light is a much more profound understanding of how God created the universe, much yep. more profound. Yeah, that's really good. It's interesting. And you were talking about just a little bit earlier, just out of the little point that the, mm. the sun wasn't even created till, did you say day four? No, the fourth day. In fact, the sun doesn't appear until the fourth day. Yeah. It just seems to me that the sun's importance is not as you know, is as prominent. And I, I actually think that's a sop to the Egyptian, uh, you know, pantheon of gods where Ra is the sun god and the moon has, has a, a place as well. Uh, just I, 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 my own feeling is that Genesis has a much, it's also very profound. There's only one God. There's not a pantheon of gods. Mm. God creates, God speaks. Yep. There is only one God, mm. uh, you know, that who is the creator of all. Uh, yeah. It's not a, there's no competition. Yeah, it's good. Well, Frank, th thanks for answering our questions. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank ahead. you so much for coming on Way of Life podcast. Um, why don't we give them a hand, whoever's in the in here. <laughs> Might be able to hear that. No, I won't. <laughs> thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can yeah. we support you um, in, in your endeavours? Anything well, particular? No, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to actually write. Uh, and so, um, you know, prayer to write and to express myself. You know, as a scientist, I'm a lousy writer. Scientists <laughs> are not, 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 not great writers. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, my, my sentences are all very compact and very terse and uh, that's never going to communicate. So, <laughs> so, we'll be praying for uh, you. I hope it's that too, as I practice and as I write over the next couple of years or so, that I might actually produce something that's half readable by your, by your <laughs> business. <laughs> we'll yeah. definitely uh, pray for you then. Yeah, that's very kind. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Frank, thank you again. Uh, okay. I hope you have an awesome night and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And all the best to all the people listening. Yeah. God bless. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> God bless you too. Yeah. Cheers. See ya. Bye.